Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Nestleprods.com video games podcast. Remember when we did this show? If we don't acknowledge how long it's been, they won't realize. <laughs> they'll, they'll never know. Yeah, they have to listen to an episode to realize. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, I'm dead. We've got Cave. Howdy, folks. We got Alex. Hey, I survived. Survived what? Like COVID. Oh, right. I forgot you got that. Yeah, that's what that's what happened since since uh, the last one. Yes, I got COVID. <laughs> have all of us had COVID now? I have not. Good. <laughs> Which is weird, considering that during the course of the pandemic, I technically went outside more than I did when before the pandemic started. Because <laughs> I just I, I kept walking down to the goddamn Seven Eleven or fucking whatever. We don't have 7-Elevens in Canada anymore. They've been replaced by Shell stations. Ah, uh, well. What's the difference? Uh, the branding. The quality. Also, they don't have Slurpees anymore. They just have like those icy things with the dog. I thought it was a polar bear. Nope, dog. Is it a dog in Canada? Because it's a polar bear down here. I don't fucking know. I, I, I don't think it's actually named icy. It, it's the one with the dog. Whatever it's called. The uh, slush puppy. I don't think that's I don't think it's that one. It's okay. Anyway, yeah, it's just it's just like a white dog with a toque. <laughs> I know toque is a word. Just every time, like, ca- catches me off guard a little bit. Catches me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdos calling them beanies. I just call them hats. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. We're going to talk about video games, because presumably we played some. I got yeah. one. All right, Cave. <laughs> Damn, I'm on the spot now. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm going to start off by talking about the newest game on my list of things to talk about. Biomutant. Uh... It was okay. I didn't beat it. I, I'm going to play it some more. But, like, the combat was kind of fluid. It was... It's fun combat. I fucking hate the character design. Yeah, and it's the- only made worse by all the little modifications you can do to your character in character creation. It's fucking horrendous. I love the fact that character creation actually affects your appearance. I actually really like that. It's a cool effect. I don't like the way the characters look. Um, um, to anybody who hasn't seen anything of Biomutant... You can check out my video where I played the first beginning few minutes of Biomutant. Yeah. And like I said, I'm having fun. It's just I'm still very early in and like haven't gotten to the point where any of the boring shit might be buried. Oh, I Uh, didn't have any fun with that game. That game is bad. Yeah, I had a little bit of fun with it. Like character design stuff. Yeah, that is you make a fucking monster. Yeah, you do. Like no matter the furry game. Yeah, it's the furry game. It's I was just I need to look up a picture of that. Yeah. Wow, that that narrows it. Yeah, it was meant to be like furry kung fu in like in like Eastern infused Western post apocalypse. Because like we got like martial arts clans and they're like doing shit and that is that's a big thrust of the game where it's like, hey, work with these martial arts clans. Pick the one yeah, you the, like better. Uh, I do have one major issue already with it, though. Oh, yeah? I could not stand the voice of the light side 
little monster. Like when you as you're as you're going through the tutorial, it's like pick good or evil, and I'm like, I'll pick good. Hi, I'm the most annoying character since Navi. Oh God, can I pick evil? <laughs> I'm edgy and dark. There is no good choice here. Turn off voice acting. <laughs> might were be you, what I have to do? Were you playing this on PC or console? Uh, PS5. You have a PS5. I, my father-in-law has one, so I just shared my account over there, and like I got it for free with uh with PSN. So. Well, alrighty then. <laughs> I didn't spend a dime on it. Cave is a PS5. Expect up-to-date game coverage for him. <laughs> Don't tell a lie. <laughs> he, he he somehow managed to pull it off. Yeah. Why would I expect? Why would I expect Cave to do any coverage or anything? <sighs> that, that, but that's less of a dig than you think it is, and I don't mean to sound that mean. We're supposed to be friends. But there, I did play another game a lot more. This is a much older game. Persona 3. I have about 14 hours in Persona 3. Ah, so you're still in the beginning 10%. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, like, that seems to be that seems to be a not unpopular opinion. And I I I don't like that I don't like it, but I know why I don't like it. If this were meat and potatoes, all I have is potatoes. <laughs> like, oh. the first, like, dungeon was, like, two minutes long, and there was, like, next to no story attached to it. The schedule is out of control. I barely get to actually spend any time with any of my friends. What uh, what, what version of the game is this? Uh, it is the PSP version, I believe. Yeah, Persona 3 Portable. Oh, the, oh, the visual novel one, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's not fun. Well, I, I mean, don't enjoy this. To version. be fair to the rest of Persona, every Persona after 3 is kind of a visual novel. Like when you yeah, aren't. But I mean, when you yeah, aren't, but I mean, it's, it's literally a visual novel in that you, you move the. Cursor yeah, no, it is. Well, it is. It is the most. It is the most visual around. novel of the later Persona games. Yeah, For I, PSP. I, they they couldn't fit the game world into the on the PSP cart, so they had to make it visual novel style, where it's point and click, except, except in dungeons. Yep, and then yeah. unfortunately, that was the most complete version of the game, so they didn't want to go. Okay, let's release a less complete version that actually has a full game world. That was because that was that was the only game that like had gameplay kind of similar to four and five. I am going to try to get through it eventually, but I am stopping because because okay, so I'm massively over leveled because I wanted to play the goddamn game, so I just kept going back to Tartarus whenever I wasn't tired at night. Yeah, and now I've like. Nothing is a challenge. Yeah, see, uh, you weren't supposed to do that. But yeah, well, they should have limited me. Yes, but you, they no, don't. What you, what you, what you were supposed to be doing instead of going to Tartarus all the time is going to the mall and raising your stats. Oh, so I've been can, doing that too. So, you, <laughs> so you can hang, so you can hang out with you know your social link. No, people. what you, what you don't understand is I've been doing that too. 
like when I left off, my stats were actually reasonably high. Wow. Like far in advance of where I would have expected them to be. Although I'm surprised I didn't go to Tartarus every night. I'm surprised you could have grinded that much because Tartarus usually doesn't let you go for usually uh, stops you from going any higher past a certain point. So after yeah, a while, so I go back to the first floor and cycle. Yeah, but I mean, past a certain point, you just get like barely any experience, and it's supposed to be. A I go back to the first that's, that's floor supposed to be a and suggestion cycle. to leave. Yeah, this is this is cave we're talking about. <laughs> what, what level did you get to? Uh I think I was like this was right after the first dungeon. Um, I believe I was mid. 20s and had maxed out all the personas you could get from the cards something like that you have to remember cave's insane no he's just playing it he's he's playing it via knowledge from later games instead of you know no no that's the thing i wasn't like all right so i'll go and do this because this is how it wasn't no i was like there's nothing to do I don't yeah. feel like raising my yeah, like courage tonight. There, I'm going to go to Tartarus. Yeah, there's not a lot to do in the beginning of the game because it assumes you don't know what you're doing. Like it takes a while for like a lot of it takes a while for you to be able to openly hang out with people. More. Yeah, Lord. it's it's not a great, just, it's not like, a great feeling to like have to go back to a not complete iteration of a game that was already kind of perfected. Yeah, what I might just do is I might look up a guide. Oh, it's not it's not any different from the. And, the regular games it's just uh you know they were they hadn't quite worked the formula out just much yet that's what i meant like like persona 3 was the first persona like that yeah it was and And like the gameplay is fun oh oh i I know why you i know why you kept grinding why Uh, so in the original games in, in the original games past a certain point um your characters get tired and pretty much have crappy stats yeah. and don't level much. No tired. You don't get they took tired that, in this game. So they, it's they just like... Out, they took it out of portable because characters... I mean, because players were getting annoyed that the characters were getting tired, so they changed that. And because <laughs> it doesn't happen in 4 and 5 anymore. Oh my so god. So that's why they, they changed it. Yeah, yeah so, no, so that's... Like, so my so wife if, like, if you're wondering, why is the game just letting me blindly grind? It's because there's supposed to be a thing blocking you from doing that, but they took it out of the PSP. I version. wasn't wondering that because my wife, it's been, oh, you're only going to be able to grind for like an hour. And I was like, I'm going to test that. Yeah. No. And then I was like, four hours later, it didn't stop me. <laughs> no, in this in this one, your characters just get tired like the next day. Mm-hmm. It's very to- funny to me that... In three, they were like, "Yeah, you get you keep getting tired, so that people found that annoying." So he took it out for the PSP version, and then in Persona Five, there's the cat that just says, "You're tired, go to sleep." <laughs> they well, took it out of Royal. In Persona Five, circle. the game is in Persona Five. The game just wasn't won't let you do stuff. Uh, uh, but I think that's actually one of the problems with Persona Three is this, it doesn't stop you from overdoing. Yeah. It need like, well, it needs to, to like have set like hey on this day you have to go do this because half the time it's like hey yeah this person can hang out and then i go check and they're not available to hang out and i'm just like what the hell happened where's the disconnect and then um, i'm like yeah, they're, they're, they're scheduled and- also persona 3 doesn't always have characters on their schedule because again they were they were they were experimenting yeah, well, it's it's, I'm, it's I'm, very hard to 100% Persona 3 unless you're following a guide because yeah, it's, well, what it's probably going to happen is I'm probably going to look up a guide just so that I can rush through the boring bit to actually yeah. get to the interesting part. 
Are you, are, are you playing as the guy or the girl? Uh, I wanted to do the guy story first and then the girls. Okay. But at this rate, I'm going to do neither. <laughs> well, because the, gr the girl has an easier time um, starting social links because her because she's not following the original, you know. Yeah. Because originally there was only the guy, and then they decided to add the female in the PSP version to make it, you know, I guess more fun. Yeah. It's an, it's an alternate story. Also, most most people ended up liking <clears throat> her better. Although... Yeah, I, th I think when I played that game, I played as the female character. Yeah. Like yeah, I said... Well, it makes sense, because it's it's like Yukari is... Yukari is willing to hang out with her earlier than she is with a guy because they're both girls and she's by default more comfortable around here at first. And oh, I didn't, I didn't do it for any gameplay reasons. I was just like, okay. I'll play girls. What? Whenever I'm given the choice, I usually default to playing women. Same. And I, 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 I am a, I'm actually very conscious of why I do it now because someone asked me to explain why I was playing a girl, and I just sat there and thought about it for a little while. And it's twofold. One. If I am going to have to watch this person for upwards of 30 hours, I want it to be someone I find appealing. <sighs> and two... That's the reason most people the, use. The voice acting is just way more pleasant coming out of a girl's mouth than a guy's mouth. <laughs> so if there's voice dialogue, I'd rather hear a woman say I, I usually just play a female now because I got bored of, you know, the generic male protagonist. Yeah, that that that's where I'm at. I'm I'm at like with it. Like I, I enjoy playing the games as women, just because. Up until fairly recently, that wasn't an option on a lot of games. Yeah, yeah. And back when I was a shithead, I used to give the option. Well, if I'm gonna be playing somebody for thirty hours, I want to be somebody you can look at. <laughs> like, that was the joke I used that, to give when I couldn't think of an that actual is answer. Not what I said. I said they were more aesthetically appealing. <laughs> it's more pleasant to look at them than the big hulking dumbass they put in most games. You know, because because when I was a kid, I always picked the male because I was like, I didn't want to play as new girl. I want to be a big tough guy. Oh, even when I was a kid, I played women. Oh no, this is this is something I I only like started doing in my college days. When, when I, was, I was when I was younger, I'd flip back and forth. Oh, I'll play a girl in this game. I'll play a guy in this game. No, like when, as I got older, if I got the option of choice, the only reason I was playing a guy was because like my wife is also playing the game, and like I'm gonna play as me to count to counter her playing her. Or, or, or for my odd amusement, I just try I try make a character that looks kind of like me in real life. Then I obviously you know pick a guy. The other determinant is what story beats get locked I, by gender. I, I, made, I, I made a gender swap as myself once, and it kind of freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> like, if a game has romance, depending on who the romantic partners are available, oh, oh, I, 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 that actually, will sometimes it was, it was decide Persona, that for me. It was Persona 3 that I did that, actually. I, uh, I, I played the female character. I named her Alexis, just because I couldn't come up with anything better. And then, and, 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 and then, and then as, the, as the game went on, I, I, she's, you know, it's like, oh, you're so pretty, Alexis. You look good when you're wearing a skirt, Alexis. And I was like, okay, this, is making me... this is weird. I don't like this. <laughs> this is weird. I don't know if I like this. <laughs> Questioning gender norms. No. My biology. Yeah. So actually, Cave. Yeah. What system did you play this on? Uh, Switch. I played it on Switch, which is the other reason why I had 14 hours on it. Because I could just take it into the bathroom with me or play it while I was waiting for my car or something. Okay. So, literally, so ex like, exactly what point in the game are you at? 
what month? I don't remember. Like uh, it's many, been how, it's been about like it's been a few weeks since I how, last. How many up. of the big bosses did you kill? Do you remember? I have killed one big boss. Uh, the the guy in the train. Yeah. Okay, so you're only you're only like the second Which, month of the game. My my favorite thing about that was, oh god, we've got to rush, otherwise we're gonna lose. Blitz through. Yeah, it's not really that hard. <laughs> it's just like I'm massively over leveled. I also missed the first time limit request, which pissed me off. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know this was a thing. Why didn't you tell me this was a thing? You should know. Damn it! You should know it was a thing. This game is seventeen years old. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm pretty sure she does tell you it's a thing. She tells you she wants to talk to you. Oh, and I'm like, oh, it's probably like the requests in uh, Persona no. Five. Yeah, no, I'll no, just Persona, ignore if, that. If Persona, until if Persona I'm Three, if somebody wants to talk to you, go talk to them because you're pr probably going to miss something if you don't. Yeah, this again. They hadn't ironed out the formula yet, so. It's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, two iterations from now they have this worked out. So I'll, th I'll assume it works the exact same. Hey, I admit that was a fuck up on my part. <laughs> like, I'll admit that. <laughs> I was, right, I was going to say, right, you're playing as the guy, so you can only get, you can only get Elizabeth. What? Oh, you mean the uh, uh, room attendant? Yeah, the room attendant. So yeah, so if you're playing yeah. as the girl, you and have the, also you... the worst part is I actually know a lot about the game because I've done a fuck ton of research. Uh -huh. I just forgot that part. <laughs> <laughs> like I get into it, and it's like, oh, she wants to see me. I'll go tomorrow, <laughs> and then I kept forgetting, and then I finally go see her, and it's like, hey, I have requests. One of them you should have done something three days ago. Yeah, it's like fuck. Yeah, I like, hope like, like a, a lot of her requests are. I'd like you to get me a specific item, and you always have to get that item on like on that specific day of the calendar, or else you you messed up. It tells you when it is. It's like the best day to get this is probably you know like five seven or whatever. But and have, I, you, I, you I wish have... I could critique the combat, but I can't because I'm still in the very beginning, so I don't know if it gets more oh, complicated. Yeah. Uh, no, it's the comp the combat's pretty easy because again, the first game had in the first yeah. game you, you in the first game you could only oh, but this is the first game first like, iteration of the game you could only control the main character. Everyone else was computer controlled. I've actually debated just setting them all to autopilot because of how easy it is. Uh, I mean, I mean, if you're over level, that might work, but past a certain point, they're all going to get killed because the AI is really stupid. Yeah, you can just like you just like pop in and rush. That's I do that I do that when I'm uh, going through the lower levels again. There's a reason there's a meme of please heal him, Mitsuru. Oh, and then she casts the charm spell and then you die. <laughs> I didn't know that was a meme. That is, yeah. I'm so glad I'm not playing that version. God, I have I have never this have any of you played like a persona game with just everyone on AI? Yep. No, I always no because I remember I remember exactly how bad the AI was in three, and I'm like, I'm never doing that again. Persona five is stupid easy. So I've done that. I I've done almost every challenge playthrough that I've been able to find on the internet of Persona Persona Five now. Yeah, the, well, I the, have the, never played them with AI. I fucking hate AI. The, yeah, the difference is, the difference in the battle system is you can block, which you couldn't do. You couldn't do in the original game. You it, the, the only thing you could do was deliberately pass your turn. So oh, I did a I did a full playthrough where I couldn't do anything and I had to leave it all up to my AI companions. <laughs> yeah, you, 
in in the PSP version, you, you can block because you could do that too. You get up after being knocked down immediately the next turn instead of having to take a full turn to get up. And you can control your party members. That's the difference. Huzzah. Except 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 as a trade-off, the protagonist can only use the swords. In the original game, the protagonist can use any That's of the That's why I can't use a bow? Yeah. Oh, I was excited to switch weapons around. No, nah, in the in the original, uh, no, because <laughs> be, because uh, they didn't have. I guess they didn't have the resources to make their female protagonists have animations for using all the weapons too. So they were just like, okay, he can only use swords now. <laughs> I'm pissed now. Yeah, in, in the in the original game, he could use all the weapons, but oh, I, mean, well, I was like, well, well, give my guy a bow. Yeah, well, well, well. Now it's like, well, you can, can you can control the other party members now. I thought so it was like event locked or something. No, you, no, he can only. No, they just they changed it because of the PSP limitations and because you don't desperately need the guy to have be able to use every weapon now because you can actually tell your party members to physical at physically attack and not just rely on the if the, is the AI going to physically attack? The answer is they're not going to unless it feels like it and it has no SP left. Yeah. And, and even and even then, you never know when it might do something stupid, like just decide, I'm not going to do anything this turn. Now, there are a few things I actually really like about Persona 3. Okay. I like the split-up mechanic. I really like the split-up mechanic. Oh, that's right, because, that is still in there. Because that's just a really great way to, like, clear a floor if you don't, if you don't care. It's also a good way to, like, get your party members EXP if you're like, yeah, you guys are weirdly lower level than me. Go fight things. <laughs> and then you just sit at the stairs waiting for them. It's it's actually it's actually a strategy in that um if your party members are fighting on their own, it's basically like percent percentage based based on uh how, how much damage they do and how much damage they take and based on based on the level difference. So you can just like you can just stand nearby and heal them through the menu and they'll always win. <laughs> that's awesome i didn't unless, know that unless unless, unless you run out of oh my god i missed an opportunity to kill the reaper then well the reaper will kill them too fast for you to do that no because my guy was actually holding her like it was uh yukari i think her name was yeah yukari yeah. uh she got cornered by the reaper and like she was actually like fighting them for a good solid minute or two down in the corner of my screen i was like i'm just gonna let you die and then resurrect <laughs> you if i can I mean, I, I, you, I'm pretty sure you, that, I'm pretty yeah, sure that strategy won't work with the Reaper because he kill he kills him too fast. I'm gonna just let you die because you use a bow and I can't or, and I'm big or, Yeah, or he doesn't. <laughs> that he is take not what it was. Damage. It was because I didn't want to fight the Reaper. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is a good way to avoid fighting the Reaper by just letting your party member get killed because it's not a game over if they get beaten up by the Reaper. Yeah, uh, that's that is my biggest problem with the Persona games is it's auto game over if you go down. But if another party member goes down, Medioran or no, I mean that's Medea just Ren. how that's Medea just Rama. how Shime, I mean that's just how Shimigami Tensei games work. If the yeah, and I hate it. The main character I, dies, it's over. Yeah, it makes sense in Shenten because like all none of those demons really like you. <laughs> <laughs> but in Persona, they're your friends. They're gonna cast the healing spells. The, the, like, why did I buy all of these healing items, guys? If you get if you become good enough friends with them, they literally pick you up in battle. But the second you like fall unconscious, they're like, "Well, might as well just lay down and die." <laughs> it's the fuck. I, I, I believe there's a plot reason why if the main character drops for any reason, like you instantly lose. It would be Which, very funny to me if in Persona Three, the one where they shoot themselves in the head to summon their personas. Yeah, 
It's like main character goes down, then all of them just kill themselves. <laughs> main character goes down. All right, guys, it's time for the one real bullet. <laughs> <laughs> they, all, they all just, you see all of them just reload their guns. Just blah. This is the darkest shit. No, it's like it, it's oh. like it's like in four and five. You're you're the main character is in competition with other char- with like other antagonists as far as whatever the evil god's plan is. So if they go down, then they lose. And they lose according to the game. It doesn't it doesn't matter if somebody heals them. Like you know, thirty seconds later, it's like if they go down, they they're flagged as losing, and the world ends, or something like that. Is that I, like that? Not, it, I may be misremembering it, something, but like, isn't wasn't like in like Persona One and the Two Twos. Wasn't it like there was like some fucking weird god that like summoned you and was like, "Hey, you are my chosen person." And then yeah. going forward, that sh- that was just like relegated to when they see the blue butterfly. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, uh, I forget what his name was. So if the contract holder goes down, yeah. it's Philemon. Um, if the contractor ho- holder goes down, then you voided the contract. Yeah, basically. It's like yeah, if the, if the contract holder goes down, goes down even like even for even for a brief moment, then the contract is considered unfulfilled, and the game ends. Like even if even if you're healed a moment later, it's like oh, it's too late. You lost. Man, it. <laughs> if the people making this were assholes, no, it's just that's just no, no, this is, like, no, this is a di- no. Let me finish. Okay. If the people making these games were assholes. I can imagine a world where you are doing a social link, you social link wrong, and get your character kicked in the balls, so then they just fall unconscious and die in game over. <laughs> yeah, I could see that happening. <laughs> no, but in, in in the original version of three, you can piss people off with social links and they break, and then you and then un- unless you like go out of your way to repair them, like you can't, you won't get experience fusing those personas anymore. Well, I mean, I think it's I think you could still do that in. In, in the other games, but it has to be like something really specific you say. Whereas in the original three, it's like if you don't hang out with a character often enough, they'll get pissed and break the link. Yeah, I think I remember that yeah, happening. When definitely going to be bringing up a fucking guide before going back into that game. Yeah, that, that yeah that 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 doesn't happen in the PSP version, so you don't have to worry about that. Wait, haven't you already been complete? Like, haven't wasn't your beginning complaining about this? I am too high level, and this is too easy. So you want to make it easier by pulling up a step by step guide? I want to pull up a guide so that I don't miss anything. That's my big problem. I'm getting like like I want my my main thing is I just want to get through the boring part. I want to get to the part where I'm actually interested because that's the biggest thing. I'm not invested in anybody. <laughs> yeah, the game ta- yeah, Persona 3 takes a while to kick off because they're like, pushing I don't like, give hey. a shit about Yucatan. I don't give a shit about, well, I like Junpei. I like Junpei. <laughs> Junpei I, I care about Junpei. I don't care about obviously evil teacher man. I don't give a crap about uh, school, uh, about class president son. I don't give a crap about Boxer Boy. You don't like you don't like Protein Man. I don't care about him yet. I barely know him. Have you met the all dog? I, like all, I have not met the dog. No, he's not met the dog. Okay, I've not met the dog. The dog doesn't show up for a while. All I've got from Protein Man is you need to train more. And I'm sitting there like motherfucker. No, I don't. <laughs> Look at me. I got. To, I am vaporizing everything. I got to the highest level of available dungeon, and the enemies were level twelve. I'm twenty five. <laughs> That's kind of how it is. <laughs> <sighs> like it like 
when I got the second floor of Tartarus, I was only getting like five or six experience for like, I was not getting enough to even notice a change in my EXP bar <sighs> in the first floor of the second level. As I got higher, I started actually having to work for it until I got through it twice. But like, <sighs> I cannot understand how people can grind like that. I hate it. I get I get bored and like I love I love having having games like that on my Switch because I'll just be like well, I'll just be playing like just motoring through autopiloting through like easy fights while training while while watching TV or listening to an audiobook or something. Yeah, I, there have been so many games that I've played that have required you to do shit like that. And I don't mean like, I don't mean like, oh yeah, you know, it's suggested. I mean like you actually had to because you were not strong enough and there was no other way to become strong enough to continue the game. Where I'm You're not like, strong enough and you never will be if you don't do it this way. I'm just like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a leave. Especially, yeah, when, I don't... Yeah, especially when the strategy to do that has an equal chance of just killing your party outright. Yeah, I don't enjoy doing that either. Um. One of my one of my favorite I hate this moments. I was playing the original Final Fantasy, and one of my friends said, "Hey, you do you know about the Power Peninsula?" And I was like, "The fuck? What's that?" He was like, "Oh, it's a great way to rapidly level up your characters. Just go here." And I was like, "Okay." So I went there and died instantly. Yeah, the Power Peninsula. And he said, "Well." That's the way the cookie crumbles. The power peninsula requires a lot of luck to not, you know, just die because the point of the power peninsula is that the enemies are higher level than they should be because of a mapping error. And I was like, okay, but that's also a great way to die if you're not, you know, prepared. To the big enemies. thing is to like know what enemy you can fight and run the fuck away from everything else. Yeah. Like that was, that's the big trick with the power peninsula, but, but no, like, at, I have not felt like I had to grind at any point in Persona. Like, I honestly think, like, especially for games like this, they should really, like, ta like just have a little tag saying, this is the suggested level. <laughs> like, when you get into a new area, just like, this is the suggested level you should get to. Because otherwise, I'm just going to grind past it without even realizing it. Because I just enjoy playing the game. Yeah, no, you, I mean, I mean, in, in Persona Three, it's like you're supposed you're supposed to you know run Tartarus a couple times until you get tired and until uh, you barely get any experience from that's when you when you barely get any experience from Shadows. That's a, that's the game's telling you to move on. Not well, you should just keep grinding with that. Minimum well, experience. they should say it louder. Yeah, <laughs> I think giving you like three XP a thing is saying it pretty loud. <laughs> That's a whisper in my world. Like, honestly, like, I'm from the era where an average boss fight would give, like, a tiny amount of EXP bar. So what you're so saying is, if people want to, if people want to, if people making games want people like you to stop grinding, they should take away experience when you complete a, when you complete a fight. No, what they should do is give no experience for fights that just aren't worth your time. Now, I feel like, I feel like even if they did that, you would still do like 17 more of them just to make sure it wasn't a weird glitch. Yeah. I'm, 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 well, no. What? See, the thing is, part of why I'm fighting them is to get loot, to get money. So I'd still do the fights. I just wouldn't be over leveled. Exactly. Anymore. So they need to, to need to punish you for grinding too much. 
Oh god darn it, I'm level two again. Uh, oh, well, well, I guess I better keep grinding right. level one. <laughs> time to start over and redo all my stats. Ugh. Doesn't let you. <laughs> it just keeps it just keeps like it just keeps like uh like like putting you down further and further levels. And it just eventually just a thing pops up, just error four oh four, leave the fucking dungeon. <laughs> no, I'm sure I can get lower. And then it deletes your save. <laughs> I'm always afraid a game's actually going to do that. I've only oh, ever what, seen. Eh? I've only ever seen one game that actually does that as part of a selling point of the game. <sighs> and it was interesting. It was. It had kind of a mechanical and story reason why it was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you ever uh, hear a Hellblade sinuous sacrifice? Yes. Yeah. So uh, for those that don't know. It's a like behind the back kind of character action game, which is about a woman with, uh, I believe, dementia. And it's just like like her going on this going on this quest, which may or may not be real. We don't really know because she's has dementia. But one of the things that happens is every time you die, you get corrupted. And this corruption kind of like shows as a like growing black pattern kind of coming up your wrists. And once that gets like far enough along you. Doesn't it also show on the screen? I think so, like, like, kind of like a vignetting effect. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that the, the might be just be damage. I don't remember. Yeah. It, like, I've never played this game, and it's been a long time since I looked it up. I have played the game, never finished it, but it's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, like going through all that, and then once you like die enough times and you get fully corrupted, the game just deletes your save to start over, which is very funny. I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, just, you suck so much. Start over. You didn't complete the tutorial. Yeah, honestly, if you're that bad at the game, <laughs> man, that sounds so elitist. <laughs> but I, I'd probably have my f- save file deleted just before anybody thinks that that's, that's what I mean. <laughs> the ultimate get good. Yeah. Oh no, the ultimate get good is the game burning itself out, so you have to buy another copy. <laughs> it just. It's just oh you died overwriting your game. It's just, oh you died three times in a row. Sick. Deleting Windows. <laughs> Deleting System Thirty Two. No. <laughs> you die enough times. You die enough times. All of a sudden, the game crashes in your PS Five. You turn it back on. And it just goes into like just like a boot error. Times uh, it just your so. your PS Five just self destructs. <laughs> That's pretty much all I have to say on uh, Persona 3. I will get back to it. I will beat it because it's a Persona game. And I love the stories, even if I don't love the gameplay. Have have you only played 5? I've played some of 4. But you haven't finished 4. And I've played about half of 1. Okay. I was was going to ask, have you played 1 or 2? I've not played 2. Either of 2. But I've played. I have played about half of one, and the, that was the, like the P- I'm never going to get to finish it because it was a friend of mine. The PS, the PSPs, or the PlayStation, the original PlayStation. Oh wow! I even I haven't played that. He had it on the original PlayStation. He had a he had a, a Japanese PlayStation that he imported to play Japanese games, and that was one of the games he had on it. Oh, so he had the Japanese version of the original Persona. Yes. Oh, okay. I, was gonna say, I like, didn't know you knew Alex when you were younger. Yeah, I was going to be like, wait a minute. I, even I wasn't that much of a weeb back then. 
<laughs> yeah, no, he, he he was like next level weeb. I didn't even know it was Persona until I started watching videos on Persona. I was like, hey, I played that game. Text my friend. He was like, yeah, that was Persona 1. I was like, you didn't lie to me about any of the story. I thought you were making it all up. <laughs> yeah. It was in Japanese. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> Yeah, no. I what was he like? Was he like narrating the story to you? He like I, I like he would translate dialogue for me. Whenever oh. like like we, I would be like, what's that? What are they saying? And he'd be like, oh, this is what they're saying. And then you give me yeah. the gist of the story. Oh, yeah, I eventually no, got I, bored I, with it because I, I was stuck. I was, stuck <laughs> I was stuck with the inferior American version of the PlayStation. Well, I would have been, but I never I never played it. But you know, the, in, in the American version, they well, the, in the American version, they cut out like half the game for some reason. Yeah, I recently found out that they like made racist caricatures out of some of the characters. Yeah, and I was just like, seriously? That, Why? Wait, the Japanese version or the American remake did the American remake? Like, it turned one of the characters into like a stereotypical black person. Wow. Yeah, that, <laughs> it was just like, what are you doing? That Why? is wild. That's usually reverse. I know. Well, the thing is, they weren't a, they weren't a black person at all in the original, so they darkened yeah. their skin tone to make them to make it look more. They blackface the character. It's the character to make it look like there was more than just a bunch of the same Japanese people. In, but for some reason, their the character writing back then made him like you know this. Yo, dog, what's up? I'm yeah. the homie G. Yeah, basically, it's like it's, it was the '90s. That's how that's how characters like that tended to talk. Yeah, but like the '90s also had Blue Mister Popo. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Popo. <laughs> like, Jinx and Popo happened at the same time. The weird thing is, nobody really cared about Mr. Popo. Like, they were mad about Jinx. I don't recall. I, I guess because Mr. Popo showed up so rarely that most people didn't. It was, it was mostly because people were really against Pokemon. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like, like Pokemon had on top of, yeah. on top of, like, like, Pokemon had, like, you know, the same people who were, like, Magic the Gathering and D&D are nightmares. They were like, yeah, Pokemon is teaching people to train demons to fight battles for them. Yeah. They're going to fight against the white supreme state. Wait, like it, it, it took also, them 20 they, years. Also, they're racist. It look, took them 20 years Pokemon. before they decided, wait a minute, Mr. Popo is kind of a designed not great, isn't he? Yeah, no, make him it's, not, blue. it's not great. <laughs> oh, Mr. Popo. Uh, but I so the other game uh, is one that I think Dead might be interested in trying out at some point. <laughs> uh it is wrestling empire just because i like wrestling doesn't mean i like wrestling video games it's a really good wrestling video game yes I, have, yes I have been thinking of trying to get a copy of aew fight forever whatever the fuck it's called the only problem that i first like there are a couple of small issues uh there are some glitches but like the big thing everyone who cares about this needs to understand is this game and engine was made by a dude. One dude who's made a bunch of games. And, like, they're all very, very decent games. Oh, right, this like, fucking thing. They're a little janky. Uh, they look like they were made for the N64. And I absolutely adore Wrestling Empire. I've got... I got it, like, in the beginning of January, and I've got, like, 400 matches under my belt. <laughs> Do you have a belt? The matches, the matches are like 10, ten, like ten minutes, like at most, and you you can actually end them relatively quickly. Um, I've won and lost many a belt. Um, my stats are as high as the game is willing to let them get. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I have been cheated out of matches. I have legitimately lost matches, but I have won the majority of my matches. Now, I will state this. This is not because the game is ridiculously easy. It's because I'm playing on easy mode. Like, there are higher difficulties, which I'm going to be starting on because I'm going to be starting a new playthrough because I had a lot of fun with this current playthrough, but I'm bored with it because I'm basically the best wrestler in the world. And because I cost so much to employ, no one's willing to employ me. Hell yeah. So they keep her like, yeah, you could go to wrestling school. And I go to wrestling school for like two weeks. And then someone's like, hey, I'll I'll hire you for any price so long as you don't get creative control. And I'm like, bitch, I have a 36 win streak. That I is... own I own four belts from different companies. I want creative control. You can pay me $5,000 a match. That is actually incredible. That is. I have never heard of a wrestling game do that. I've never heard of a wrestling game try to carny you out of creative control. Yes. And they will fuck up your character. Of course they will. They're a wrestling promotion. So the, like, I was like, I'll do a self insert for my first wrestler. So I'm, I'm, I'm myself and I'm caveman. So my gimmick is I'm a caveman. I've got a baseball bat for my club. I go in wearing cheetah print <laughs> and I beat people to death. And that's my thing. And I'm a face because I forgot to change it to heel. I hope not actually to death. No. Well, yes, actually. You can kill people in this game. Oh, good. But, <laughs> but it, it reflects very poorly on you. I would hope so. It can get you fired from your promotion. Uh, if it was in t- if it was like obviously intentional, like the match was over and you just kept hitting them with a hammer, like and weapons, like so they I, I've one of the videos I watched said that this was the way they do it in Japan. Outside of the ring, weapons are legal. Yeah, that sounds very Japan. So what I love to do is throw them over the ropes because if you if you get if you use the right move, you can literally launch them like twenty feet into the air. Nice. And then drop and then jump off of the ropes onto them and then go and pick up the baseball bat that I brought into the ring with me. It's a barbed wire baseball bat now. And then just hammer on them until they're at like half health and then I'll quickly get back into the ring to have a legitimate match from then on. It's the cheapest bullshit. But if an opponent's actually a challenge, that's what I did. Do they have gimmick matches? Uh... I have fought in ca- I have fought in three separate types of cage matches. Um, there's a Christmas presents match where the Christmas presents have weapons that you can open and beat each other with. Nice. Uh, there are explosive matches which terrify me because they can kill your character. Yep, that is uh, that is also a very Japanese thing. Um, but like, okay, when I say Japanese thing, Japan does have like the barbed wire deathmatch shit. It's all gimmicked. Everybody, Every, like, yeah. there are explosives in the ring, all that shit. Everyone knows that, knows the explosives are, and it is kept largely, it is kept as safe as humanly possible for a man whipping another man into slightly stunted barbed wire. Oh, so like, as I was saying, so the, like the first day, my first day in an actual pro wrestling league, which was the Canadian league. Fuck yeah, baby. They say, hey, we're going to change your name to Ronaldo Maxima. And I was like, what? no. And they were like, yeah, your name's Ronaldo Maxima now. And I was like, 
My name's Ronaldo Maxima now. They tow the company line. <laughs> and then like like two weeks later, I could change it back. I don't know if it was a glitch or something, but I changed my name back to Caveman. I was like, fuck you, I'm Caveman. Nobody <laughs> likes Ronaldo Maxima. And from then on, I would do everything I could to get creative control. Yeah, that's that's typically how and it goes. It, and sometimes I just didn't have a choice. Because if you're in wrestling school, you're not making any money, but you're still losing money. So if you run <laughs> out of money, you lose. <laughs> like you just lose the game. And I was like, fine. You can have creative control, but I am not signing on as enhancement talent. <laughs> uh, we'll give you a we'll give you a title match. I'll take it. Because I'm taking your belt and going to another company. <laughs> do you remember? Like two years ago when I started talking about wrestling and you were mm -hmm. like, Jesus Christ, please stop talking about wrestling. And now you know what enhancement talent means. <laughs> I'm, I'm very disappointed, Cave. <laughs> I, I love this game. It's so much fun. <laughs> You're turning into one of them. I am going to take no. this entire conversation as a victory for me that I've gotten Cave into wrestling. <laughs> Soon, soon you're going to be beating me up in your basement like my friends used to when I was a kid. No, 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 no. That would require either of you to be in the same state. <laughs> I don't oh. have a basement. Okay, he doesn't have a basement. But no, so, like, one, one of my absolute, one of the things I adore the most about this game is the fact that, like, major wrestlers from every, like, major company are represented. To a certain extent. Yep. And you can change all of the names back. <laughs> There's actually like wiki pages devoted to IDing who every wrestler is in real life. Uh, actually, here is a question. Shoot. In the names that you've looked up, have you seen Chris Benoit? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. I think so, but I don't remember. Mm, okay. That mm. let me let don't me know how to feel about that. Bit. You know, I do know how to feel. Bad. <laughs> let me let me just check. Yeah, I, how do you spell Benoit? Uh, B E N O I T. Is that the guy that went nuts? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know who that is. Uh, no, he is not in Wrestling Empire. Okay. Good. So this game wasn't made by an asshole. No, because I'm pretty sure the only way he'd be in is if it, is if it happened before. Well, no, no, like like because they have a pretty strict. You do not talk about Benoit. Well, well, no, this this thing isn't a officially licensed product. Yeah, this isn't officially licensed. Like all of the wrestlers are there, but they're under alternate names. Like Macho Man Randy Savage is like Tough Guy Randy the Brutal or something like that. Yeah, like 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 it wouldn't be Chris Benoit. It would be fucking. Like, I don't know, Jacques Christopher Renoir, Bennett. Jacques Renoir or some shit. Yeah, no, like none of the names are the same, but no, but like I like, can change all the names back. But no, like for a very long time before the developers like got a handle on it, the second a new wrestling game came out and, it, and there was any kind of like a content creation thing that people could like put stuff up for on like a downloadable market. There people were a thousand Benoit's. Of course there were, because people like to troll. Yeah, people are assholes. And so I was a little bit worried when it's like, there's so many wrestlers from all these different companies. I was like, is Benoit in it? 
Because as far as I'm as I might be wrong, but as far as I'm aware, no. Because if Benoit is in it, that may or may not affect my opinion on this game that I haven't played. Yeah, Uh, it's it is dirt cheap, by the way. It is very reasonably priced. It's available on Switch and uh, console, and uh, not console, uh, PC. Uh, I don't know if it's available on any of the other consoles because I didn't look for it. Um, and the controls, at least on the Switch, are once you start to understand them, you can really pull off some crazy shit. Because every like you, depending on where you grab them. It's a different move. Depending on the direction stick you're holding, it can be a different move. Depending on whether you're running, walking, or standing still, it's a different move. You have a massive list of moves, most of which I don't understand. (laughs) I just, like, that's actually the one time where, like, creative control, I will just give it to whoever's in charge, and then just go and change my throwback to the one that lets me throw them clean out of the ring. Okay, so Chris Benoit is in the game. He is in the game? Yeah, Crispin Noir. Sorry. Mm. I wasn't sure. And this game is old. 2001. So, when did Chris sorry, Benoit sorry, go no, Sorry, not 2001. The game came out in 2021. Oh, okay, yeah. that was No, it's older the, than that. That was in, way after he won. Wrestling this. Empire, initial release date, January 11th, 2021. I could have sworn it was older than that. It is also available on Android and iOS. I mean, the Noir thing happened a very long time ago, so unless it was like in the very, very did early say, days did of Did you say the games, Noir thing? I thought I said I thought I pronounced it right. It's Benoit. Yeah, so I thought I, th- I thought I thought I said Benoit. I thought I said Benar, but okay. I guess I'm pronouncing it wrong anyway. Yeah, there's there's no R in it. Uh, and the and the Benoit thing happened in two thousand seven. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so so I'm sure there were probably a couple of games that came out with him in it before that happened. I think one. I think there was exactly one, and then they were like, "Yeah, we." When then, well, I was like, "Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, I don't know anything about the character because I don't remember." <laughs> um, you know, it, it. This is entirely a personal thing. The game is still fun, like even with them being included. Yeah, like like I said, like regardless of what happened to Benoit, he was a very important wrestler. So then that maybe that's why they were in, he was included. Yeah, it like the company has tried to erase Benoit from a lot of things. The community hasn't let them. But the Benoit oh. the shadow of Benoit hangs over a lot of wrestling. <laughs> But, like, on to the, uh, the other things I like. The character editor is, like, fairly in-depth, though very confusing. Like, I have had to struggle with it a little bit to get my character to look the way I want him to. And even then, sometimes it's like, yeah, no, this this didn't come out right. Let me go back and change it again. And it costs you money. <laughs> it costs you money to update your look, to update, which makes sense. Yeah. I mean... You're buying new costumes. You you get to buy music and entrance lights and fireworks and shit. You, you got to get oh. the license for your music, brother. My my favorite, my personal favorite thing is how little you can, how little control you have if you're doing a newbie from nothing storyline. <laughs> my my ultimate goal was to get him into every international league. 
and like slightly change my theme so I fit. <laughs> so like first I was in the Canadian league, so I was like, I don't have to change anything. Yeah. I'm a face even, so that works for Canadian. There are Canadian <laughs> heels. God damn it. Chris Jericho is a fucking Canadian heel. Then I eventually make my way to the Mexican League, which was a mistake because my first match was an explosive match and it destroyed my character's arm. Absolutely. You will. Like, and, and the best part, they asked me to wrestle while I was supposed to be out on an injury. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, I need the money. <laughs> Hell yeah. This is the most realistic wrestling I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> oh what's that your arm's broken well I got 20 bucks for you you want to go wrestle this match yeah okay yeah so like um, then I eventually get into the uh, Japanese wrestling league uh, which I think is Rising Sun Pro Resu um, which was fucking hilarious because I got recruited and then immediately got recruited to team up with a guy who was wearing a Lucha Libre mask. <laughs> so I was like, I don't got to change nothing. <laughs> I don't got to change nothing. Fuck these people. And then he eventually was like, we should wear the same costume. I was like, yeah, wear mine. And he was like, fine, I'll wear yours. <laughs> One of us has to put in some effort on this team. I was like, bitch, I carry this tag team. And then I hated being on a tag team. <laughs> because what I wanted was the heavyweight title, but I won the tag team title and it wouldn't let me get rid of the tag team title. So I like, cause they wouldn't, they won't let you can't have multiple belts. You can only have one belt. So I'm like, I, I want to fight the, the heavyweight guy. I want to, I want to be a solo act again. They were like, well, you got the tag team title. So you're a tag team period. Like I tell my tag team partner, hey, uh, let's let's break this up. Let's let's quit. Okay, we're no longer a team. By the way, we're still a team. It's another tag team match tomorrow. Because <laughs> <laughs> tag team matches were bullshit. I can never like I could never get the pin without first beating the other guy to death, throwing him out of the ring, and then pinning the legal man. <laughs> and then it was still hoping you stay down. Stay down. Go to sleep. 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 So, so, so he got a, I got him pinned. Yeah, that's because he's dead. It's not hard to oh. pin a corpse. I actually, somehow kicked so, out a two and a half. There was a charity match. And I was like, who died? And no one had died. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then like two matches later. By the way, this guy's dead. Next match is a charity match. And I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <sighs> so anyway it's just I, I i adore this game it's a lot of fun it is so fun and like my wife was getting pissy at me because i would be playing this game and she'd want my attention but like one more match and she'd be like you said that two matches ago i was like did i <laughs> well, it is one of those games where i could lose hours and then surf is be like one more match. <laughs> like genuinely, I uh, 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 cramp, cramp, cramp. Ow. 
Well, hey, buddy. Elimination Chambers this weekend. Let's fucking go, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm going to be starting a new character soon. Uh, probably after I beat Persona 4. And, you mean uh, 3? No, pro- 4. I'm, I'm giving myself a break from 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Persona game's too much. Let me play a Persona game. <laughs> that Persona game's too much. I've played like 4 games in between. <laughs> Including wrestling empire, <laughs> a lot of wrestling empire. But yeah, so that's all I've got to talk about. Alrighty then, I have things. So I'll start off with the biggest disappointment out of all of these. You can't talk about your TTRPGs here. Marvel's Midnight Suns. So I bought this. Back in December. I believe it. Yeah, I believe that's when it came out. Yeah, I remember you like talking about not enjoying it back then. Yeah. Oh, no, it came out in March and then I got it in December. But no, yeah, so I got so I picked this up. And this is the. This is the Marvel superheroes XCOM game. Where you build out a team of very well-known Marvel superheroes and also Nico from the Runaways. From the Runaways. Why did I say Runaways? For the Runaways. The Runaways. Yeah. Plus Nico from the Runaways. Okay. And then it's kind of XCOM, except it's card-based XCOM. Oh, no. And it's also... Yeah, and it's also uh, very... It's very arcadey. Like with like with XCOM, it is a lot of like positioning. People have health, you're dealing damage, everyone has like everyone has health bars. There's like hit percentages and everything. It's die rolls. Everyone screams and moans and bitches about, oh god, I had, I had a 95% chance to hit and I missed. And this does away with all that. Pretty much everything you're doing is this move is going to hit. And Honestly, actually talking about TTRPGs, it's kind of Savage Worldsy. Because all the peons are just one hit, one knockout. You can deal any amount of damage to them. As long as you are dealing damage to them, they instantly die. And there are the big bads who have like special attacks and shields and hit points. And I don't know if I was just playing it wrong or what. But what is this I, one called? Midnight Suns. Midnight Right, I saw I saw ads for that. I was very confused. Yeah, I don't know like if I was just playing it wrong or something, but I got tired of it insanely quickly. And it may just be the way I play. It may just be like the way that I go towards games, which is which is get enough get get enough like story missions to get a, to a point I am comfortable with it and then do every side mission available until there aren't any available left anymore. Yeah. Ah, the side quest epox. I was going to say, so you're playing it like Kay was playing Persona. Kind of. The, the way I play every game. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm I'm replaying Nino Kuni Revenant Kingdom right now, and, like, I'm level 50 in a level 35 dungeon, because I did all of the side quests. All of them. Yeah, and so... And so every time you, like, go select a mission, because it's... It's XCOM. You have a base. The base is where you do, like, uh, character and gear management. It's where you, like, train your people and give them new abilities. It's also where you do 
lack of a better term, the dating sim aspect, which is gaining levels and uh, friendships with your party members. Okay, so it's not actually a dating sim. It's not actually a dating sim. It's I've, I've, I've seen people compare it to, like, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Okay, that's nice. Because I, I, like, I like games that let you actually, like, build bonds with the characters that you're throwing to their immediate doom. Yeah, and... Mm, I... Mm. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because, like, years have passed now, but I'm starting to very much dislike... Uh morality systems mm. because okay. they're always poorly done okay so you aren't playing as a pre-established marvel character you are playing as a new oc please don't steal called the hunter which is like you are like the daughter of lilith the mother of monsters and she's coming back to like fuck up the world and kill everything and hydra's working with her so then the midnight suns which are magic from the X-Men, Nico Minoru from the Runaways, Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider, and Blade. Uh, the four of them working out of a pocket dimension holding a piece of Salem, Massachusetts. Which one was Robbie Reyes? Uh, the one with the car. Okay. Yeah, I liked him. He was cool. He was great. They changed his character completely. Uh, which is to say, they, to which, is, which is to say, they changed his origin of his powers completely, which I fucking despise yeah i remember you gr you grieving about that yeah for those who don't know robbie reyes is not a regular ghost rider because he doesn't have a spirit of vengeance he's possessed by the ghost of his uncle who was a murderer right yeah like a saint like a satanic murderer and he like started like slowly possessing robbie's body and then robbie was like hey fuck you i'm gonna keep your powers in your car and then eli Moro was just no let me out i want to kill your brother he's like no fuck you i love my brother you chose the wrong person to kill. Anyone else and I would have allowed you. Really? No, I'm a good guy. Yeah, I know I throw flaming hooked chains into people's fucking faces, but... Can we just agree Ghost Rider is the most metal superhero? Yeah, he, he is. He, he is literally an album cover. <laughs> but like an album cover Disturbed. But no, uh, Penance Stare sounds like a, a death metal song. Sounds like butt metal. <laughs> anyway, so, so yeah, with the morality thing, uh, you have, it's, you've played a Mass Effect. You know how it goes. You have the Paragon and the Renegade. Paragon will give you some benefits to talking to, uh, and like form relationships with some people. And then Renegade will help you with other people. Uh, dialogue options Ren aren't great. Renegade doesn't really help you with other people. It just makes certain people scared of you. Doesn't like, isn't there like a, isn't like Jack no. super down for you? Yeah, she's super down for you. But honestly, if you're Renegade, you can pretty much bully everyone into being obedient. Yeah. There's less obedient like, and more whatever. It's been a while, so I may be misremembering. I don't know. I remember you put like if you if you choose certain renegade options, you can sleep with Jack and then go get a regular girlfriend. <laughs> but uh... anyway, but yeah, it kind of has like a Fallout Four issue with some of the dialogue options, where it will say it will say it will have like a sentence basically summarizing what they're going to say with like a little like lighter dark icon next to it. 
And I would like some pudding as well. If you don't give me that pudding right now, I'm going to rip your throat out and eat your soul. Kind of. And, Stuff like that. And I, end, and I ended up like just kind of saying, you know what? Fuck actually leaning into a morality because that's what you do. You, you choose one and stick to it. Mm-hmm. I just said fuck that because a bunch of the light options just sounded like being an asshole. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> like straight up, one of the big things, like one of the character things for the game is the caretaker. Um, the person who kind of like oversees the Midnight Suns and maintains this fucking area. She was she was like feeling guilty because she was supposed to be training Scarlet Witch into like controlling her powers because this resets a lot of shit and Scarlet Witch is now just back to being oh I can't control my powers and I'm going crazy. Yay, that's the best version of her character. Absolutely. Avengers Disassembled is the best story and it should be every story. No, that's civil war. But anyway, so yeah, she's like she was like going she was having trouble controlling her powers, and so the caretaker sent her off to go train with Doctor Strange. Because according to the caretaker, I did not know how to help her, and she was a danger to everyone here. And the good guy option was So you just abandoned her? What are you, a monster? Jesus Christ. I'm oh like, no, God. she made the correct decision. It was the wrong, it was like it was like a hard decision to make, but it was also the correct one for everyone involved. If you aren't helping someone, send them to someone who can help them. Yeah, absolutely. If you aren't helping, you're hurting. Yeah, and and like so many of like some of the dialogue options and stuff, I I, I just did not like them. And like like I said, all the all the fucking dialogue options sounded fucking weird. And the good and bad choices just added, like, another meter to keep track of. Because every person had, like, every team member had their friendship meters. And then you had the meters for the good and evil stuff. And then you had your own leveling up meters. And then you had the fucking gotcha machine in order to get new powers and abilities to use in combat. Because, yeah, there were two different gotchas. I fucking hate gotchas. I hate gotchas. Why? Why? Why is? Why is they? Why are they the in thing now? Because they. Why are people's tastes so bad? I don't know, dude. They're gambling without really gambling. It's, so it's like our, our gambling are, in the gambling. Are people such gambling addicts that they're like, I'm gambling without actually gambling. This this scratches the itch I have. It's not making me go to Vegas and gamble my life savings away. Yes. Yeah, kind of. That's really sad. There, there's a reason that I only play gambling in video games. And it's because all it costs me is my time. There's a reason I don't gamble. But yeah, it's like there are two different gotchas. One of the gotchas is kind of it was actually important because it was giving you new cards and abilities to be able to use in combat. Because going into combat, you build a deck based on like eight cards for every player you're bringing to combat, which is like you're, you, every time you go into combat, you're going in with three people. Typically, the hunter, a person who is who is necessary for that mission, and then one other person. And, yeah, then you build a deck for all of them based on the cards they have. If you get duplicates, you can use those duplicates to level them up and make more powerful versions. And it was just... I don't... Having it be card-based was already weird. Because it's entirely possible to go into a mission and then draw a hand of nothing you can play. Which that's always fun, and you get two free you get two free redraws, which you can also then draw into shit that you can't play. 
and then and then on top of that in order to actually get new shit it's a fucking it's a loot box that you get in the mission which then gives you three options and you only get to take one of them but I immediately got the upgrade that let me that gave me four options let me pick two of them because why the fuck would you not do that first yeah it's like always get the upgrade that makes it easier for you first yeah, and then the second gotcha gave you fucking weird artifacts that could only be used in situational side mission things in the sanctuary, which is like a little hub area, that never told you how to unlock them and required you to run around a massive fucking area just doing busy work. Oh, God, what was that game called? This sounds like a crappy version of Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, a little bit. Like, like, here's the thing. I loved the crypt when it came out in Mortal Kombat 9. Stop making the crypt. Because <laughs> that's what this is. It, like, it, if you took, if you took the headquarter, like, like, uh, base management from XCOM and combined it with the crypt, you'd kind of get this thing. Because, like, there, there's, it's like this massive fucking area you have to run around in. Which you can, which you like, have this like entire side story going on with Agatha Harkness, because she's a ghost just kind of following you around, just hanging out, being a bud, because she was like your stepmom or whatever. Then, as you're running around doing that, you're unlocking powers that then let you access new areas of the map, which then give you time locked secondary missions that don't tell you how much time is required for it to actually unlock. Uh, it's a night and day cycle. I say cycle. It's it's day when you wake up, you go to a mission, you come back, it's night. Then you go to sleep, it becomes day again. And you have to like... Oh, it has a cat that yells at you to go to bed. Not really. Because you kind of just run around doing whatever, and then as soon as you run out of things to do, then you're just like, okay, I guess I'll go to sleep and have new things to do spawn. Because there are also herbs and shit you have to collect in order to make one-time use items for use in combat. Oh, good lord. They overcomplicated this hard. Let's think, it's not even complicated. It's just exhausting because it's so much. Like, none of it is. As far as I played, I played 12 hours of this. And I'll get into why I only played 12 hours. I got I got 12 hours in, and not like, like 60% of it was me doing laps around the available areas I had in the fucking sanctuary in order to collect herbs and other fucking crafting materials in order to make new shit. Gotta get that herb. And then every once in a while, finding a thing that would just, like, activate, I'd go to try to do something with it, and then nothing would happen. (laughs) And that was on top of also making all the weird, like, relationship decisions I had to make with it with everybody in the fucking place because it's because like every single person like levels up individually and then once they get like high enough level then they go hey can you meet me tonight and then you go and hang out and like have a quote unquote meaningful moment together at which point they level up to the next thing which I think just gave them like more XP for going in battle with you not 100% on what the benefit was there I also played this game in a couple months so some of it's hazy Oh, and then the reason I only play, I haven't played in a couple months is because the game fucking locked itself on me. Huh? So I was, I was playing, I was playing it, just playing along, doing whatever. Things were going fine. 
I went out and go got went and hanged out with the nerds, which were Peter Parker and Jaime. Sorry, Peter Parker and uh, Robbie Rodriguez. I almost called him Jaime Reyes. When I was hanging out with Peter and Robbie, and then Iron Man was there also, looking at nerd shit, and, and everyone else was like, "Okay, is he going to try to take control of all of our projects? Because we don't want that." <laughs> That is the most real, <laughs> like, yeah. that is absolutely how that group would react to each other. Yeah. Like, uh, Mr. Stark, could you not? Uh, Mr. Stark, leave, please. It's like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm just being over here. Oh, you're doing it that way, huh? Oh, I do it, but okay. Mr. Stark, stop. <laughs> you have to let us learn. Yeah, so did that. Woke up the next day. It then immediately... Goes from the waking up animation to the end screen of a relationship level up with Tony Stark that oh, I no. didn't start and that I couldn't leave. I rolled the save back and didn't do the and didn't do the thing with like the fucking with the Nerd nerds. Group. Nerds. It then jumped me right back into that thing. I re I reloaded an even earlier save. Did it again. Same thing. I've reinstalled the game. Same thing. And so I, and so there was just a day where, just for whatever reason, my relationship leveled up with Tony Stark, and then my progress halted, which seems appropriate for a relationship with Tony Stark. So I was gonna say, I was gonna say that, sounds, that sounds like they're just being uh, realistic there. <laughs> is this a known bug? Like, did you do any research? Uh, yeah, I tried looking it up. No one else has said anything about it. <laughs> it's weird as hell. But then again, it could also be buried in. Every other complaint about the game because the game launched with Denuvo, which for those who don't know, Denuvo is third-party DRM software uh. that is proven to have a negative impact on a game's performance. And people keep using it. Also, the game launched with myriad technical issues because they because of fucking of course it did. Devs, I'm just I know you're not going to listen, but I'm just going to tell you this. By including DRM, you make it more likely people are going to pirate your game so they can get a working copy. Also, just finish your fucking gigs before you launch them. I know that you're scared of getting the fucking death threats that fucking CD Projekt Red got for delaying Cyberpunk a couple times. And then for not delaying it any further. Yeah, I remember when you got incredibly angry on recording, like, why the fuck are they delaying it so much? And then it came out, and you're like, I'm just gonna wait, I'm just gonna, like, I own it now, but I'm gonna wait a couple of months before they patch it, before I play it, to get some more. Yeah, I, I admit, I was, I was the asshole, and I have learned my lesson from this. Yeah, I don't, like, I have never given a shit about people, like, like, hey, they delayed their game, cool. Does that mean it'll work when it launches? 50-50 bet, it says no. 50-50 bet, it doesn't. No, it won't. Never does, they can't can't fucking release a goddamn game that works I'll, I'll get in i'll get into some thoughts about that later but uh, anyway moving on to a much simpler game that i found very frustrating for an entirely different reason and a much more enjoyable reason i've been playing crash bandicoot 4 hooray i thought we weren't going to talk about that Am I missing a joke? No, I just was saying that randomly just because. 
it's just I'm just being weird. Ignore me. <laughs> Are you okay? No, no, never. <laughs> anyway, Crash Four. It's about time. That's the subtitle of the game. Not any thoughts about it. Uh, yeah. So it's it's Crash Bandicoot. Have you played Have you played a Crash Bandicoot game? Very long time ago. Yeah, it's like that, but modern. Back in the dark ages. Yeah, it's like it's like that, but you know, modern and good. Which, in fairness to Crash Bandicoot, those games I think are still pretty good. On average. Yeah, and this one is a good one of them. Uh, I guess the big like selling point for it is, or I guess the USP, the unique selling point for it is the new masks because there are new masks. Uh, they're called the Quantum Masks because again, the game is about time. And it's four new masks that give all new powers. I believe it's four. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yes, yeah, it's four new masks that give all new powers. Uh, and they do actually kind of make, like, make the game a little bit more interesting and do some and do some interesting things with the challenge. Um, there's a mask that does like uh, shifting of some kind. So it's like things are like out of phase with the reality. And then you hit a button, they phase back in. It uses for like platforms and obstacles and shit. And so it's a matter of like timing your jumps and falls with swapping out what layer of reality you're on, I guess. Uh, there's one that uh, makes your um, makes your spin attack last indefinitely and gives it momentum and some flight. So you're using it to like break heavy boxes and just like launch yourself off platforms and just fly, basically. That sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, there's one that flips gravity. Which that was just that's self-explanatory. And the one that slows down time for like faster moving uh, platforms and hazards you got to get through. Uh, you don't get access to like all of them at once. It's been basically like certain levels will give you access to them when you need them. And yeah, it, it keeps things still simple, but it also has that like little layer of new shit for the game that does make it feel like fresh and not just, hey, we we made we made Crash 4 and it could have been made in like 1997, but we made it now. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I say frustrated because the game is shockingly challenging at points. I'm currently in like the in like a like future level setting where I'm currently having to maneuver my way through traffic, but like sci-fi traffic, so it's all in the air. And so it's a matter of jumping onto a moving platform. While running between two separate moving platforms, switching gravity to being the other direction, then while jumping between two moving platforms, stopping in the middle of it to uh, set off a cluster of boxes that are one normal box in the middle and then four TNT boxes. Or switching gravity again before it explodes in order to move on. And just shit like that, where just like, where just like, it's like stacking challenges of shit. And it can get very frustrating, but in the way that like hard platformers do that I find the ultimately satisfying frustration. Yeah, exactly. Except for one thing. There is a, there are, there are um, like special platforms in certain levels that are like color coded, but entirely ghosted out. So you can't use them until you find a certain gem in certain levels that you can only get by doing a certain challenge or like, like doing a specific sequence of events. One of them is you have to complete an entire level without hitting a single box. And that includes checkpoints. Oh, no. 
Yeah, and if you could, and if you hit any box, you have to restart the level in order to get this gem, so I can go into a new area to collect more boxes. It, it, I think I think it's a, I think it's a throwback to like a like I think this exact challenge was in an older Crash game, and it was just as frustrating. Well, no, Crash Four. It's simple. It's a simple, challenging, old-school 3D platformer with a modern look and modern take on it, and it feels good. It's a good game. Play Crash 4, people. Also, a very good game, and one that has kind of become my like go-to chill-out-for-like-30-minutes-and-just-kind-of-meditate game. Mm-hmm. Hard Space Shipbreaker. I've seen that game. That game did interest me. It is fucking good. Uh, yeah, it's, those don't know. It's the future. You're a space guy. You, it is your job to disassemble ships. A spaceship is brought into a salvage yard and you have to strip it down to its component parts, sort them into a salvage area, a barge to be able to use in uh, other things or the furnace. Uh, while monitoring uh, your suit health, your suit thruster fuel, your suit oxygen levels. And making sure you don't accidentally set up a nuclear reaction that blows up the ship and yourself. Woo! <laughs> Blow it all up! Yeah. Why would I? I don't want to do that because if I do that, then it'll just make the aluminum frame into like smaller shards that I will have to then collect piecemeal and it'll also turn anything that I could have used for more money into just scrap that I had to throw in the furnace. Blow it all up. I'll never get to play this game with that. Just, just so you guys know. Like... Because <laughs> I'll just be sitting there trying to blow everything up. Yeah, no. Fuck, fuck you. I am a billion dollars in debt. I need to crawl my way out of this hole. <laughs> because, yeah, there is. I'm playing the story mode primarily. Uh, and, yeah, the story mode is it's the future. So it's obviously a horrible corporate run government thing where they treat you like shit. Straight up, the beginning of the game is you signing release forms to work for the company that that sign away your life. And literally give them the right to collect your DNA, create an untold number of copies of you, and destroy the original. Because that's the thing. If you die when your ship fucking nuclear explodes, they just print a new you. And put you right back to work. To your dead, I'm guessing. Uh, Technically, you're dead, but also technically not. It's kind of No, to your debt. Oh, to your debt. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I guess you're technically dead. It's It's kind of a ship of Theseus thing. Like, how many steps removed from you until the you that you are is no longer you? But yeah, and the game mo- and the game is like the story mode is just you going to do your job and then other people radioing in saying like, hey, doesn't it suck working for a major corporation? Hey, have you heard about a thing called a union? <laughs> and then the corporation I think this game has an intended message and then the corporation finds out about it and sends a and sends a middle manager up to get you to not long to no longer talk about union stuff. I wonder if this game has a message. Uh, yeah, it's environmental. Because you're in space. Where the yeah, environment obviously. is. You gotta care about all the space trees. All the space trees. But no, it's it's just fun. I just, I like... It kind of gives me the feeling of, like, reverse building Legos. Oh, I see we're on opposite sides of the battlefield, then. Yeah, because you're not building a ship, you're taking it apart. 
I actually enjoy taking Lego apart. It's, it can be a lot of fun. Just taking each piece, sorting them into their individual sections. You would love this game. Because it is it is just that. It's just you out in the fucking vastness. Blow it all up. It's just you out in the vastness of space. Well, I say vastness of space. You out in the middle of a kind of cramped, glowing uh, ship harbor in the vastness of space in Earth orbit. Just ripping a ship apart, using like tethers and a like grav gun in order to launch a fucking piece of aluminum siding into a, into a collection tray, which then yanks the other pieces of aluminum siding into the tray, and then like diving headfirst into like a thruster, uh, con- uh, like a thruster uh, housing in order to get through a sheath of fire that's kind of being burned through by rocket fuel in order to eject all the rocket fuel and sh- and uh, break the housing into two halves. You can, se- can you collect those separate. And then accidentally pulling, a, then accidentally pulling out the uh, like electronic housing, so you're not able to detect to detach the fuel thing from the secondary uh, class two reactor. So then it goes nuclear. <laughs> it's a lot of good shit. Game's just very simple and fun. Then moving on from there, uh, hey, you guys ever gamble on a fart and lose? <laughs> what? That's kind of what, what I feel. That's kind of what I feel about season a letter to the future. What? <laughs> yeah, like so. That is a harsh and hyperbolic analogy. <laughs> I would hope so. But it's kind of the only feeling I can feel for this because, uh, so games come out a lot, and we don't get a whole lot of review codes for them. Like, we don't get a whole lot of review codes for them, and that's natural, because we don't really cover games that are new a whole lot. We haven't written, I haven't written a review in three years. Almost four years now. And our presence is so small on every social media platform that we can't really get the uh, influencer thing of just, hey, let them play the game for 20 minutes, and then they can make a video about that, and and that will boost our revenue by fucking 0.5%, which is good for us. Share us on all your favorite social media platforms. So I just kind of do the scattershot approach of, oh, hey, this thing looks mildly interesting. Let me sh- let me send out a thing for a review code for that and hope they bite. And I saw one for Season. Uh, season was a very stylish looking game about a young girl riding a bicycle through like a desolate world. Well, I say desolate. It is, it is technically post-apocalyptic, but it is also very lush and vibrant in the world because there's like a lot of like grass life and shit wildlife like like plant life grass life but no so i sent out a code i sent out a request for that for a code and i got one thanks pr people uh sorry i sorry i fucking accidentally chose a game that is a thousand percent not for me because Despite me saying Hard Spaceship Breaker is like a meditative game for me, I fucking hate meditation. And the way people talk about meditation infuriates me to literally no end. If I if I if I hear one more fucking person tell me to live in the now and be let go of the fucking like let go of what you can't control and live in the now, I will shit on them. That's not what meditation is about. I Meditation is about finding your inner peace and just 
taking a second to find yourself. So not living in the now. And I find myself in instances of timed, stressful, directed activity. Yeah, that's when you get Zen. I don't get Zen when the ghost of my dad tells me, hey, lie on the ground. You feel that? That's the dead holding you up. Stand up. Oh Do you feel God. them? They're still there holding you. Oh my God. That is so pretentious. Like, I don't feel any kind of thoughts or anything other than just frustration when I hear a fucking person who sounds like they're in their like early 20s say, I'm not alone. I have myself and the rain. <laughs> That's all you need. I was about to say you've stunned Alex into silence, but then he said something. <laughs> but yeah, and that's the entire fucking game. It's you. So it's technically a it's technically a pre-apocalypse game, kind of. I don't know. So it's in another world. It's in another reality where the season is ending. In this case, season means like an era. Your TV show got canceled. Sure. <laughs> so you're coming to the end of an era, and this young girl. Who's who at this point in the game? I'm like two hours in. She hasn't been given a name. Oh God! Uh, but she has to like she she is going out into the world to basically chronicle the end of us the end of a season. I mean that's kind of cool. And write about it in her journal. What this entails is going into an area, taking pictures and audio recordings of things, making a scrapbook. And leaving. That's it. She bikes to a new area, takes some fucking Polaroids, pulls out a tape recorder and gets seven seconds of a fucking windmill groaning. And then leaves. God, that sounds boring as hell. It kind of is. And it, like it sucks that the game does. It, the game looks the environments in the game look great. Like, it's all very stylish. It kind of has, like, this painterly quality to a lot of it. Uh, it's very, like, heavily cel-shaded and stylized. It looks fucking great. People less so, because there's no design consistency between any of them. Because half the people look like people. The other half look like Psychonauts characters. I love the Psychonauts design, the Psychonauts but not design. anywhere but Psychonauts. Exactly. Psychonauts works in a world of Psychonauts. It does not work when you compare it to anything else. So, like, you just have this, like, normal-looking teenage woman, or, like, young adult woman, and then a seven-foot-tall weird crone that's, like, that's, like, rail thin, but with, like, a massive almond-shaped head. Your best friend, who is never seen in the game outside of a sketch, looked like Dogen. <laughs> I love Dogen. Oh, I need to go back and play Psychonauts 1 again. Yeah, and also, another thing that just kind of bugs me, all the dialogue is given in comic book style speech bubbles. That aren't connected to the character and just kind of float weirdly in the middle of frame. So did you have to read... The no, dad's dialogue independently, or no, was it voice? No, it, there is entire. It is entirely voice acted. Okay. Yeah, in, that. yeah, in cutscenes, it is like subtitled and voice acted. In regular uh, gameplay, like in engine or whatever the fuck it's called, it is 
it is voice acted, but but then a fucking like speech bubble pops up, just kind of floats over the thing, completely incongruous of the rest of the visual design of the game. And it also changes position based on and also like it the like the bubble changes position and depending on not, not even depending on anything, it just randomly changes position when like a new one pops up. And so you'll have a couple situations where the speech bubble will pop up over the face of the person speaking. <laughs> I I was there was like a flashback scene where it was like uh where it was like your character interviewing the elder of the village, who is like the fucking insane almond head woman. Or like pear head woman, I don't know. It's just weird. Look very hang on looking motherfucker. And she's just talking about like the previous era the previous season ending and her like moving to this village and helping to found this village with uh this amazing doctor who helps cure like all these weird mental diseases that are happening in the world. Like a disease where you can no longer properly understand the flow of time. Oh, so working on the internet. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, she's just talking. Then, then like the her sp- little speech bubble pops up, and the camera ch- and the camera changes, and the speech bubble stays in position right over her fucking face. And yeah, it so much of this just frustrates me, and it's entirely because this game is not made for people like me. I hate all of this weird fucking like modern spiritualism like live in the now we are connected to everything fucking holistic bullshit but you gotta live in the now bro fuck you we're run with the universe man embrace the galaxy bro fuck that i have to pay rent not all not all of us can afford to be not all of us can afford to travel the galaxy on our parents credit cards Fucking assholes. My mother, my mother would flay me alive if I tried to travel at all on her credit card. <laughs> She'd be like, "The fuck you say? We ain't got money for that." Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is I hate hippies. So you, you and Eric Cartman would get along. I was, I was gonna be like, so Cartman. Okay. <laughs> oh God, am I the Cartman? I guess you are. Apparently, you are. God damn yeah. it. I, I just need to hear a screw you guys. I'm going home or respect my. Oh, no. You say respect my authority every time you run a game. I've said it like once to you. <laughs> okay. Well, you say it to us a lot. So <laughs> I've never once said respect my authority. No, but you've implied it. There's a difference. Anyway, you apply it to me and James all the time. Anyway. Final thing I have to talk about, and it's good. It's unabashedly good. No qualifiers, no fucking nothing. This is just a good goddamn game. Hi-Fi Rush. This game is fucking incredible. And I'm not and I'm not sure how much of it, but a small percentage of it is due to the fact that it was shadow released. Just straight up, it was it was released two hours after it was announced the game existed. So we didn't okay. have endless speculation of like, oh, hey, what's this game going to be? What's better? We didn't have a hype train going. We didn't have anything. And that's kind of might be an issue I have with like some other game stuff is like the reason games keep being released unfinished is because of hype. 
people get too excited and they get rabid and they get violent. And then they do death level death threats. Yep, and then it's just like, hey, we gotta put the game out. We don't we don't want people I don't want people to send another box of knives to my home. You got knives? I got donkey shit. Honestly, I take that. I have so many knives. One of them I'll take was, the knives. One of them was sticky. Uh, you can keep that knife. I'll take the rest. But yeah, Hi-Fi Rush is a character action rhythm game. So it's like a Devil May Cry or a God of War or a Bayonetta, but to rhythm. And it works so fucking well. It is... Yeah, so it is uh, like future world, future fucking thing. A uh, kid named Chai, dude wants to be a rock star, kind of a shithead, uh, goes and signs up for Project Armstrong from the Vandalay Corporation, which is just replacing parts of your body with robot bits to make you better. Uh, he So it's like Project Arms? Sure. <laughs> uh, he gets in there and... He gets in there and, uh, due to a fuck up caused by the head of the company throwing his eye, throwing uh, Chai's iPod off a fucking like banister, like off a fucking like catwalk, and then it bounced down and landed on Chai's chest as he was being put into the robot making machine. Uh, Chai was given a robot arm, and his heart was replaced with an iPod. (laughs) Okay. And then because of that the entire world began moving to the beat. It's literally just like a 4-4, just like regular like regular beat that the entire world moves to. Does it really move to it, or is this just how he's perceiving it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I have been working with Dead too long. Yeah, like uh, like every step you make is to the beat. Every single thing that moves in the world moves to the beat. Every attack you and the enemies make goes on the beat. The HUD pulsates on the beat. Everything works to hammer into you that this is that the rhythm of the world, this is how it goes. And if you want to if you want to like be good at the combat, be good at the rhythm. The rhythm doesn't change because like the rhythm doesn't change because it's like just a fucking metronome, basically. Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Yeah, like the world's basically just a metronome going and just kind of like, you know, just standard like tick, 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 tick. And then there, and that is, that's how everything is timed. It is, everything is timed to that metronome, including like half beats and the, and the step and like the pauses and like, I have never been this comfortable at a DMC style, like character flashy combat system. So, because like, I've never been able to like, properly gauge when to like when like the pause is because you'll sometimes get combos where it's like xx pause xxx oh yeah i suck at those yeah with this there's literally a metronome keeping track of where the pause is that's pretty cool and so i was able to get through this with like way better skill ranking than anything else i've ever done in any fucking like game like this because this is very much a japanese style character action game where after every combat encounter you get a grade ranking but they don't grade like damage taken damage dealt they grade how many points you did? How how much you were on beat? And then how much damage you took? And that's it. Grade on rhythm. I got so many S ranks on rhythm. And yeah, it's just it's a lot of fun. And like the, the animation is so 
lively and full of energy. It like it this is pe- people are talking about this game since it came out as this is being just basically a master class in animation. Cause it, it feels so good and it it kind this is kind of gonna be a thing. It does the Spider-Verse thing of animating on the twos. So while the world is moving at like a solid 60 FPS, the characters are moving looks like they're moving at like a 30 FPS. So they are like kind of out of step with the world, but it does it in a very like dynamic and fun way that like gives the character a lot of life. Hmm. And it's every character because you end up building the fucking squad. I'm not going to get too deep into it because I don't want to spoil it because I want people to play this game. But yeah. I suck at rhythm games, so. <laughs> I believe there is a mode that lets you just kind of smash buttons and not do the rhythm. Well, then I'm losing the point of the game. And if you do suck at rhythm, you can straight up put an actual metronome on screen. <laughs> That's hilarious. There are so many accessibility options. To do, there's so many accessibility options and just ways to hammer the rhythm into you. And it's also and like it is so fucking good with the music too, because like the majority of the music is original sounds for the song track for the songs for the soundtrack. And they all like flow in together really well, and they all like kind of have a very similar energy, but still feeling like different songs. And they're able to like loop into themselves super well, and then those transition into. Like licensed songs, like Cage the Elephant and the fucking Prodigy are in this. And Nine Inch Nails, and it's great, and it all. Finally, one I recognize the name of. <laughs> you, 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 know not, you know Nine Inch Nails? I've heard, I know the name Nine Inch Nails. But yeah, the, the music is great. Like when they use the. When they use the licensed music is like incredibly appropriate and always works super well, like hype up the moment, no matter what the moment is, because it goes from, it goes from, Hey, here's a pretty good song for the soundtrack to here's a song, you know, like fucking invaders must die began jamming. I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah, dude. That's a song by the prodigy. I like music. Can you tell? He's been trying to get me into it. It's <laughs> mostly been kind of working a little yes. bit. Fuck yeah. War of attrition, baby. First wrestling, <laughs> then music. Don't go into wrestling. Do not do not concede. I actually was going to go into wrestling when I was younger, and then like my mom was like, you will die. And I was like, no, I won't. She was like, okay, fine. But you won't survive long. Hey, come on, Cave. Don't you want to see Sami Zayn dethrone the head of the table and break up the bloodline? Not really. Well, you will, motherfucker, when I send seven hours explaining it to you. <laughs> Uh, Hi-Fi Rush is fantastic. My only minor nitpick with it is so there are so when you uh, like hit stuff on beat uh, it is the character like there is literally so Chai's kind of insane in that he is even though he like he is he imagines himself a rock star like that is his thing he straight up says hey I am a rock star I'm gonna do this gonna do that he and like the tutorial stuff that happens is literally Chai going inside of his own head where he ends up on a stage in front of a cheering crowd going, Chai, 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 as an announcer explains over the PA system how the fighting system works. And whenever you do stuff on beat, you hear that crowd going, Chai, or like, yeah. And sometimes... The sounds like that that do help you like that do help like let you know hey you're on beat you're on rhythm you're doing good they do kind of clash with the music a little bit that is the minorest of complaints that is the only issue I've had with the game so far in 
I say so far. I beat it. <laughs> so far in, you know, that I... Yeah, so far in the game. entirety of the game. You also get assists you can call in. It's fucking great. You have a cat named 808. Which that is also a music thing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I figured you'd explain it to me if I needed to yeah. know. It's a type of program drums. And bass, I believe. Oh, uh, but yeah, Hi-Fi Rush. It's fantastic. Get it. I'm pretty sure it's like 30 bucks. I spent like 15 hours in it. Fucking love it. Anyway, Alex. So, uh, I've been playing two, two JRPGs I got off Steam uh, on the holidays that I had been waiting for for quite some time. And ended up being somewhat disappointed in both of them. Okay. <laughs> That's always fun. Uh, so the first game is Chain Echoes, which is... Uh, I've heard about that game. Yes, it's a it's like a throwback to the 16-bit era JRPGs, like Chrono Trigger, literally. The, 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 uh, the game opens with... Uh, you know, you literally waking up in Chrono's room and Chrono Trigger and Chrono's mom wake walking in and going through the introduction, but then it turns out the guy is dreaming, and he's actually and, and he's actually on a on an airship, you know, just going into war. Okay, and uh, yeah, and and then as it as it flashes through all of the main characters' introduction scenes, and another guy is in a market where many like ultimate weapons from Final Fantasy are for sale that you could pick out to buy, except it turns out somebody stole all your money, so you can't buy any of them. So it's that kind of game. Okay, it's a game It's a game made by people who are fans of the thing they're making and want you to know it. Yes. Uh, so except, Those can uh, always be hit or miss. Except uh, there's one somewhat pr- problem I had uh, with the battle system, which is there's a gauge in it, and the gauge goes up or down based on actions you take. Like if if a if an action on the on the on the turn based bar is says is yellow, that means if you hit if you hit it, the gauge will go down. But if you hit anything else, the gauge will go up. And if the, and once and once the gauge uh, fills, then you take more damage, and everything costs a ridiculous amount of skill points. And it took me a while to get a hang of that system. The only other way for the gauge to go get down is if you do nothing. So if you skip a turn, the gauge will go down. So uh, it took me forever to beat this one boss because I did I hadn't quite worked out the system. So I kept like, well, I better hit the boss as soon with as hard as possible with everything I've got. And after five turns of that, the gauge is overheated and he's one shotting you. Nice. Yeah, that so, just sounds frustrating. Yeah, it was. I was I I had almost given up on the game <laughs> until fi- until finally. Uh, well, first off. I, I gave up and I turned the difficulty down. And secondly, I actually started paying attention to how this the gauge system worked. And <laughs> yeah, they out. introduced a mechanic that I didn't pay attention to, and man, it just sucks. Well, I didn't. It, I, I mean, it I, turns I, I out atten- when I you... paid attention, but I didn't think it was that important until I realized, oh, you can't win if you don't pay attention to this mechanic. It turns out when you ignore the tutorial, playing the game becomes harder. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a JRPG, so I'm like, I've played them all before. I know how this how this thing works. <laughs> I've played every JRPG. I understand. God, Alex, we need to get yeah. you. A, we need to get a capture card. You'd be a perfect Let's Player. <laughs> you really would. Yeah, oh man, I, I've been, I was watching would. this one guy do a game, and the lack of knowledge that he had instantly just turned me off so bad. 
because it, it was um oh god what was it based on I can't remember what franchise it was based on, but it was one of the big famous franchises. And he was like, I don't recognize any of these terms, so we're just gonna deal with it. I'm like, have you lived under a fucking rock? Come on. Yeah, it's it's always it's always great when you get someone like jumps into a game, ignores the tutorial, just skips everything, gets in the gameplay, then gets frustrated because the game doesn't because he doesn't understand the game works. Pretty much. I mean, but then again, that's me. Except I usually figure it out. With me, what it is, is I read everything out loud, and then because I'm recording, my brain is not processing it. Oh. Like, like playing by myself? Like, straight up? I got to a point in, like, Shadow of the Colossus when I was playing it for recording that I just could not progress past because I couldn't understand it. I played it by myself, beat the game in, like, three hours. Because, like, recording anything breaks your brain in a weird way because you're, like, focusing on too many different things and then nothing gets processed. Can't focus. It is the let's play curse. Yeah. It's why it's always good to let's play with another person because then you have two two brain cells rubbing together. (laughs) No, we share a brain cell. (laughs) Yes, but the movement generates electricity. Yeah. I killed most of mine with alcohol. Yeah. And, and apparently I was not alone. It's just a lot of people are like, you know, this game is surprisingly hard for a classic JRPG throwback. Isn't that, by that the way? Uh, I will show you the way. I don't know. I found most JRPGs from the 16-bit era pretty easy once you figured out, you know, how to, how to work things and everything. It was like... How much grinding you needed to do. How much how much grinding you needed to do. Like, what, what, what attacks are the strongest. Like, you don't have much to, to work with as far as healing early on, so... That's like God, a big I, problem. Oh, I hate that. I really, really hate that in video games. It's like, yeah, we're just going to bogart all the healing so that, you know, that way it's challenging. Yeah. If your weapons deal the same amount of damage, but the enemies have seven times as much health, that means it's harder. And also there's one guy that's acting really suspicious, and it turns out his skill tree is like half the amount everyone else's is, which means he's probably going to leave. I wonder if he's going to betray us. Yeah. Oh, I need to get back to Dragon Quest Eleven, and uh, I need to get like a, a Dragon Ishin. And and another reason I picked up this game is because uh, it turns out uh, you pilot you can pilot giant robots in it. <laughs> of course, except uh, so at the beginning of the game you have the giant robots for one fight, and then they get blown up. And three hours later, I have not found a single one to replace them with. Hell so, yeah, baby! Yeah. So I guess uh, you know that's that that's that's uh, missing some points there. So, but I mean, for for a while, I basically gave up on it. Uh, once I figured out the mechanic and finally beat that boss, I might go back into it. But it's been, uh, you know, uh, that was basically as far as I got before I I tried looking at the other game that I had bought, which is another game I had been waiting for a while. Which is it was the remake of Romancing Saga. For the for the re, let's see, it's the remake of Romancing Saga Minstrel Song, which was a remake of Romancing Saga for the Super NES, which never came out in the U.S. Okay, uh, I feel like I've heard of Romancing Saga before, but it's it's one of, it's one of those big JRPG franchises that didn't come out in the U.S. 
So unless you like were fa unless you were handy with fan translations, it only started coming out officially recently with the remasters and remakes. Okay, no, I think the only reason I know this game is because a group of Twitch streamers that I watch did a we're watching like a press conference and Romancing Saga got mentioned in it, and someone misread the title as Romancing Salsa. That's one way to do it. And that is the only thing I know about this game. Yeah. So, well, no, it's 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 uh, it came out it came out in the PS2 era, but I somehow missed it. You know, because I didn't, I haven't played every JRPG back then. Uh, came out in North America in the PlayStation era. It came out in the and it came out in North America in the PlayStation Two era in like the early two thousands. Okay, yeah, because looking at like stuff about it, uh, the game originally came out in the Super Famicom. Yes, but it never, but that never got a release. Yeah, it wasn't released in North America until two thousand five. Yes, and, and the I remaster did not get it, and came I did out. Not get it back then. The remaster came out December last year. Yes, it did. All right, I'm all caught up. Yes, and it was so. So when I first saw the remaster, I was like, oh, good. I can finally play this game. I wanted to play this game for years, but it became really expensive. And also, I no longer had a working PS2 because it broke. Yeah. Th those things do that. They weren't they weren't designed to last 15 years. Yeah, no, most things aren't. I'm, su I'm honestly, I'm surprised my, my PS3 still works. And every time I boot it up, it makes a sound that does, makes it makes a sound that makes me nervous. Is that like... Is that one of those like a Spider-Man font PS3s? Uh, no, it's just the the PS3 Slim, which ah. I got. I got as a present when I graduated college. <laughs> my fucking so, my fucking like, you know, thirteen years. Yeah, back in the day, my fucking stepdad won a PS3 Slim and just gave it to somebody else. Let's say I got one of these. Hey, buddy, you want it? Here you go. And I didn't find out till like two weeks later. And they were like, "Well, if we, well, if you knew you wanted it, we would have kept it." Yeah, well, you know. I mean, at least it wasn't one of the early models, which were stupid expensive. Yeah, six hundred bucks for a fucking twenty-five pound VCR. You know, there's 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 a reason I didn't get a PS3 until a while after it came out, and that was because it was like it's like five hundred bucks. No. Yeah, I didn't get a PS3 until I had a PS4. So you know. And the other reason I got the PS3 is because my grandma bought it for me. Well, that's nice of her. Well, well, she's like, well, you graduated college, so I'll get you something nice. <laughs> like, oh, dude, here you go. You wanted a PlayStation, right? Here you go. I said, I asked for PS5. This is a three. Yeah, it's no. just two numbers. It's not that big a difference. Yeah, well, no, it was, it was the latest thing back then because, you know, this yeah. was 13 years ago. It was the back hottest the shit. P back when the PS3 was new and my grandmother was still alive. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, she's been gone for so long. I'm pretty much over it by now. Okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, she 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 would die like three years after this, but it's still been like a solid decade. So yeah, I'm, I've 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 kind of gotten over the pain by now. I thought you were gonna say she died like three times. Uh, no, she only died once. <laughs> I'd, I'd be she, a little concerned if she died more she, than once. She's not like well, 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 her grandmother, my great grandmother, who I no no my. Her grandmother, my great great grandmother, who I never met because I think she finally died in the nineteen seventies, which is well before I was born. Uh, apparently, had a had a penchant for seeming like she died, and then they take her to the hospital, and then she'd suddenly wake up again. My God! Yeah, that's like me whenever I have an illness. Just fucking death can barely move. Get taken to the doctor. I'm fine. 
Yeah, well, no, like, like they thought her heart had stopped because it had gotten so faint. But like, you know, then I think at one point, like they, they literally they put a sheet over her, and then she, she, she's like, I'm still alive. I'm not dead. You're not. You're fine. not. You're not writing me off just yet. I feel happy. I'm gonna go for a walk. Basically. <laughs> okay, so how was the romantic saga? Romantic saga. All right, so. Um, have you ever played Skyrim? Yes. Okay, imagine that in JRPG form. That sounds bad. It, it, it yeah, it it uh, I mean I I knew this going in but I didn't realize just how much it was going to be. So you basically uh there's a list of characters you could pick as your playable character. There's like 8 of them. And then basically it's like, "Hey, you're in this world. You can go wherever and recruit whoever, and the only thing the only thing stopping you is that certain enemies will completely tear you a new one if you try and fight them before you're sufficiently leveled and also there's there's this thing where uh, the more battles you fight the tougher they get and the longer you play the more events change in the course of the world there's like this thing called your battle level and your event level and you know once once your event level starts getting high like plot things start happening when you go to certain places okay yes so it's a so it's a subsystem for level progress. So subsystem for story progression. Yes. Okay. Is it like a? Is it like an active meter that you can actually like look at? Uh, you can you can look at it, but it's really confusing. It's like this little this little clock thing in the corner, and like whatever how and like whatever uh, parts of it are lit up. Like that's that's how far into the story is quote unlocked. Okay. I yes. I am conflicted on that because from what I remember of like older old school JRPGs that I played, which aren't many because I hate them. Uh, giving a thing that actually says you are making progress is a good idea. Well, here's the thing. It doesn't say you're it doesn't say you're making progress. It's just like what's, what's what your story level is. It's still the game still goes. No, exactly. No indication where you should go or what you should do. It's just that. Past a certain story level, if you go into this one town, this one plot thing will happen, which will advance the main story. So, like, certain bosses will appear and stuff like that. Okay, then never mind. Yes, but there's still no indication where or where you should go. I know people talk about these old games like, that's part of the fun you got explored. Things are so handholdy now. Fuck you. Shithead, I want to I want to play the game. I don't want to wander around with a dick in my hands for 17 hours. Yeah, I was hoping so, to so- stumble into progression. So I just I just kind of wandered around aimlessly for hours and didn't really know what I was doing. And when I when I tried to I tried to advance the story, like the boss still kicks my ass. So I'm like, I'm not leveled enough yet. I th- I think I may have picked a bad character to start because it turns out I think there's there's this one character which is intended to be the protagonist, I guess, or like the <laughs> intended intended to be the guy you pick first, and he basically starts off with like you know hooks into where to go and what to do to get the story moving. Oh my and, god, that sucks. Yeah, and I chose the I chose the the wandering dancer who just just dropped into the middle of town and is like, "Go wherever you want." That may have been a mistake. Ugh. So I have yeah, so uh I have no idea what I'm supposed to do or where I'm supposed to go and every time I keep trying to kill the thing that I'm pretty sure the game is telling me to kill, he crushes me. So, like, the way you're talking about it, it sounds like this game was made to go, okay, play baby mode first. He's the tutorial. Then play the thing you want to play after you understand how you progress. 
basically. That well, there's, sounds there's a, awful. There's a, well, there's a new game plus, so like you know, I suppose a pr- probably a new game plus you can just you know kill whoever. Uh, that I no, nah, I'm yeah. I'm good. And uh, yeah, so there's and because I have seen this online, if you if you beat the game with all three with all eight characters, you get a cutscene where like all the characters are just hanging out, and they're like, man, this guy played the game a real a whole lot if he used all of us. That. No, that's bad. Yeah. Fuck that. What the fuck? Who would do that? I I don't know. This is uh, apparently apparently this the entire franchise was made by like the weird people in Square. Outstanding. Yeah. Who I don't think work for the company anymore. How many buckles do they have? Um, it was not made by Nomura, so there are no buckles. <laughs> okay. Is when it I was, think of was, weird people in Square, I think buckles. No, we're people in terms of game design, not character design. Okay. No, the character design is fairly standard. I mean, there, there, there is one guy who's dressed entirely in rags, but you know, as Ragman, whatever. Yeah, but he's like, although it's interesting. So he's a character who you can only get for one dungeon, and he has like this spell list that only he has. So, for like, for the the original release, it's like he's the only guy who has this who can use this tier of spells, and once he's gone. The player can't use it anymore. So apparently they they've added a couple new characters into this version, and well, you know, one of them can one of them you actually get to keep and can use the spells. So that was like a major selling point. Like, hey, you can actually have a guy that can use the sorcery spells that lasts for more than five minutes. Wow. Yeah. What a bounty of riches! Thank you so much, Square. And also, like this one, this one NPC um, is now a party member. In fact, it's interesting because other than your main character, like you can just pick up whoever, like you you run into them, and they'll be like, "Hey, you should join me," and they're like, "Oh, okay." And then whenever and then whenever you you go to uh, an inn, you can like, "All right, get out of here." <laughs> so, do you have like a party limit when you're in combat, or is it just anyone you have with you? Uh, you can only have I think five people. Okay. So yeah, once you once you filled up your party, you can't recruit anyone else until you kick some of them out. Okay, and is it like actually just literally anybody, or like specific specific NPCs that are just kind of scattered around the map? Uh, specific NPCs that are scattered around the map, and also you could run into the other potential party uh, main characters you didn't pick. Okay, and in some and in some cases there are limits. Like some people won't work with certain characters for whatever reason. Okay, this but, sounds like a lot. Kinda. And also, there's this character called the Minstrel, who is like this bard guy who walks around with a double guitar. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and you you can recruit you can recruit him by talking to him. And every t- every time you talk to him, he's like, "Hey, would you like me to play you a song?" And he'll play a random background music. And then sometimes he's like, "I should travel with you. You're interesting." And then he'll join the party. But whenever you get to whenever you get to another town, he'll automatically leave. Like you, you can re-recruit him by going back to the inn and talking to him again. But it's like every time you get to a new town, he's gone. Okay. Uh, I was looking up some stuff about the game. Is there a reason that you can think of or know why the remake for PS2 was called Minstrel Song? Uh, because the minstrel is a playable character. The guy I'm just talking to. Yeah, but so are other people. But he wasn't a playable character in the in the original version. That's why. That's it? Just, hey, you can play a minstrel now? 
I mean, and it was it was completely redone in PS2 graphics and not 16-bit JRPG. It, I don't know. It just feels weird that for the big remake that is like, hey, we built we, we rebuilt the game from the ground up on PS2. We're going to rename it after this one NPC that's now a party member. Yeah. Well, he also he's he's I mean, he's a relatively important NPC. It's just that in the original game, he was just the guy that like occasionally gave you quests and played music. So he's like the narrator of the story, so to speak. OK. So in, in this game, he's Mistral Song because he's now a party member. OK, so he was more important than just, hey, yeah. you can play as him now. Yeah, he, yeah, he was he was a little more important to the story, I think. OK. That makes a bit more sense. It yes. was a bit weird that it was just. That would have been like if like Persona 4 Golden was called Persona 4 Marie. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it, it was called it's called, it's called the Mistral Song because he like he's the one telling the story. So I guess they decided they needed a new title and just Romancing Saga one. OK, yes. I also did look up the Romancing Saga was pulled from Romancing the Stone. The old um, was it Michael Douglas movie. Yeah. Which for some reason I had Googled earlier in the month. Huh. It's interesting. Yeah, I was looking at Romantic Saga, then I just saw in my like search history and Romancing the Stone. Man, that game sounds not very fun. It's not. It's a game I've been waiting to play for like over a decade, and I was like, this is kind of disappointing. <laughs> which which is too bad because I, I look at gameplay videos like where the character with the people who actually know what they're doing, and I'm like, this looks pretty fun, actually. Why can't I get to this part? Uh, it opens up in about twenty hours. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, maybe, maybe I should, maybe I should restart and pick like the guy that the game intends you to start with, instead of being stubborn and being like, no, I'm gonna pick somebody random. It's very weird that a game that has you that has eight pl- selectable playable characters has an intended protagonist. Might just be me. Well, no, I, I mean, it's. I guess it's like he's the guy they figured you'd pick. He's like he's the first guy on the list. Well, like when the when the game starts, and it's like pick your protagonist, and he's the one that comes up first. So I assume they're just like everyone's going to be too lazy to go through the list, so we'll just make him <laughs> the basic one. Oh, of course. Anyway, anything so, else? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. It's been a, it's been a while. I'm doing it. Doing it. what? What have I played since the last time we've talked? I, those are the two two things I've been playing most recently. Well, alrighty then. Yes. Uh, and I guess that's gonna do it for this week then. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Cave had to step away because he has things to do with his wife. His life. <laughs> we both said a different thing that ended with life. I know. Uh, but yeah. So we'll be back at some point with more of this. Hopefully. Before the year is out. Hopefully. Uh, Curse Destiny is still going to be going through a back catalog of that stuff uh, before getting into the new, before launching into the new Curse Destiny with the new with new uh, builds, the new character stuff. Well, yeah, stuff happening. Uh, all kinds of other shit. Until then, though, I'm dead. And I'm Alex. And for Cave, see you guys next time. Goodbye. Have a wonderful time. <laughs>